Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Minds Today, the pod all about best practices to get you noticed and ahead in your professional life. Sorry, not sorry. Today we're talking about the art of apologizing and calling. Hello, Charlene here with you today. Between the two of us, we've worked in nonprofit, for-profit, coast-to-coast for decades, building communities, training leaders, and developing programming for organizations. Two Minds Today with Charlene and Halla. So, Halla, let's dive in today with apologizing. I'm going to be super upfront at the top of this pod that I think that the apologizing and the qualifying of our statements is one of the most annoying things we do in business or in any any frame. And I'll tell you from my perspective, I'm sorry, but can I just say, but, and oh, I don't mean to, but, and whatever you think, or I'm just, um, are all phrases that I would like to burn out of all of our languages. And disclosure, I use them and I try not to, and I'm trying to be really conscious. Um, and when we say apologizing, what does that mean to you? Apologizing to me, it's interesting that you say that because I do find my way deleting the justs out of every email because every email I write, I always yes. have, I just wanted to say, I just want to. So I downloaded Grammarly, um, which is like this app that checks your grammar, uh, which is, uh, can they sponsor us? That'd be great. Um, I use it and I love it. And it takes away every single just, every single one. It like underlines and it's like, get that out of there. And I'm like, thank you. Wow. Automatically does that. That's so interesting to <laughs> me. Well, yes. But when you say sorry, the very first thing that comes into my mind, which is what I always do, if I even ever so slightly bump against someone, I'm the first to say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. You know? And uh, I, I've never seen men do that, right? They just kind of, it's, it's a non-event if somebody just like goes past you. <laughs> So that's interesting because I'm Canadian. And so we, so the bumping in story, we absolutely do all the time. And everybody does that. So I wonder if that brings in like different cultures. I, I do think culture has a lot to do with this. When you said Grammarly automatically takes out all the just, I just thought to myself, oh my God, that is so American centric, right? That to be like, Oh, this is how we are. I am bold and I'm in your face because I will tell you an interesting story. Just the other day, I received an email from someone who is um, culturally from China. His parents are Chinese. And though he grew up in different places, he grew up in England and now he's in America. He's got this whole multicultural, you know, 21st century storyline going on. But he was raised with Chinese values. So... This guy did a great job. His job was to pull a bunch of documents out of a database and report to us that how many documents didn't exist in the database. So he does it. He reports back and says, I found these documents, but not the other ones. Okay. That would be the end of an email that you would get from someone who's American. Then he had an entire sentence. I'm so sorry for anything, Um, any problems that this may have caused you. And it was like a full sentence apology. And I just was like, oh my God, I can't, like, why is he apologizing? He did a great job. He returned it on time. He laid out what he found, where he didn't find it, where he looked for it. I mean, absolute perfection. And then ended up with, I'm so sorry for anything that I did and for any inconvenience I may have caused. (laughs) So 
amazing though, right? When you, when you think about it and you were able though, by the way, to read his email in context. And I'm guessing it sounds like you didn't actually judge him or maybe you did judge him for it. Um, the, the extra, sorry. So I'm very conscious of these issues because I come from another country and very, and he, he's young, just starting out in his career. And I was very conscious how my cultural difference made an impact for me when I came to this country. And sorry has a lot to do with deference and being deferential. Absolutely. Right. And so when I came here, my expression of deference being deferential was addressing everyone by Mr. and Mrs. While everybody else was speaking in terms of like first name. And I just couldn't bring myself to call a figure of authority by their first name. And so... And and it hurt me. It really hurt me because apologizing and being deferential and it's you have to be appropriate for the culture and in the context you are. So when I saw that apology, it immediately hit me as, oh, my God, this is a young guy coming in and apologizing. And and that would be the appropriate thing to do where. I would view him as someone higher than for doing that. I would have more respect for someone who appropriately apologized at the end of that email if I was in Chinese culture. In American culture, you see that and you think to yourself, oh, is he really not sure of what he's doing? Did he apologize because he wasn't, you know, didn't really cover his bases? Or should I ask him to redo this, right? And he even asked, should I do this again? (laughs) It's interesting. Coming in with that mind frame of, what is what is what you're conveying telling other people, right? Because you just went through like four scenarios of what your mind could have been going through. And I think that, I guess kind of my message for this culture is be aware of cultural differences and understand where people are coming from. And then I would add to that, if you are working in an American landscape, it is much harsher. And I'll and I'll even tell you, so it's I was born in Canada, most of my life in America and a little bit in Israel. And I feel like these three cultures are like pinpointing the the spectrum of apology versus not apology, right? Like on the Israel end, you do what you do and like thanks, boo, I'm getting my thing done, right? And then, as I mentioned, in Canada, you're like, um, you shuffle into someone and you're like, I'm sorry. So one, it's definitely the cultural awareness of what's around you. And then two, it's this idea of what message are you sending when you do one thing or another? And I want to um, dive a little bit into the gender because when you talked about writing emails, and I use passive language all the time. And then I will say my, my male spouse, my husband will come in and read that and he'll be like that's garbage Charlene stop you are amazing stop adding all of that language stop adding your questioning language and just send it out and then I'll then I'll go through this process where I am okay you're right I should take out 90% of it but my email is going to right is going to this person going through this culture and they're going to read it where I can say maybe you know, we just had this conversation where I was like, maybe you can get away with that as a man sending an email. Um, I don't know how much I can get away with versus not. And definitely taking away all of that passive and questioning and apologizing, but also leave room for like, I know, like there's like a middle round of like, I desire, right? Like, how do you find that middle ground? So it's interesting that you say you do that because I do the same with my husband and he reads my emails every once in a while. And there's something like really important. That right. Yes. Out. And, and we have the same exact dynamic. He takes away all the qualifiers and comes back with an email 
did I say to him, this is way too harsh. I can't do it. And I find myself backpedaling. And I guess at the end of the day, we end up with something in between because part of the sorry is what happens next. And part of, and so the question is, can you appropriately manage the response that comes to that email that's very upfront versus that email, which is qualifying? And I have found that if I don't qualify whatsoever and I'm extremely direct, sometimes I don't know how to manage the response that comes back to it because I don't have that full package of the personality that goes with it, right? And, and like you said, we've been raised as women and women are a major qualifier. So I know how to navigate the world on a qualifying way, but I don't necessarily have to know how to navigate it coming at it incredibly directly. With that said, we are in a business world. The business world is not just women, it's men and women. And we do need to adapt to the world that we're in and who we're speaking with. So I'm not in favor of qualifiers. I actually love where you ended up because actually it's the same way I end up with, with my emails where, you know, we go from this very dominant or very passive to very dominant and we find our way in between. And my hope is that the business world does shift a little bit where, and I think I just qualified by the way, by using the words a little bit. So I'll calm myself on that, where I hope we do get to a place where it's not just just it's not blunt and in your face and direct because I do think there is importance to understanding the feelings of others and understanding who you're sending it to and this sort of middle ground does maybe start to emerge in the next 10 years or so right I think the business landscape is changing and I, I definitely know with um Gen Z that's coming up you know it's just to for our audience millennials are done we're you know we're now in Gen Z is the 24 year old range. So anyone that you're newly hiring out of college is a Gen Z and they absolutely like collaborative language. Right. And that is the go. And they, um, I was listening to a class where, um, did you start working in the fear, the, the boss fear land where bosses ruled with fear, probably as a lawyer, right. When you first. Absolutely. Yes. So that is out. Um, I mean, it's not out. You can do what you want to do. And if you would like to attract the Gen Z community, that has to be out. And really, it's going to be interesting of where we sort of navigate and end. I kind of want to end our podcast, um, I guess, with a big qualifier, but saying if you've done something wrong, I think it's okay to apologize. And this is like legitimately you have messed up. Um, Hello, what's your take on that? I, I agree with that. I absolutely agree that um, if you do something wrong, please, please apologize. I was thinking about what you said, with Gen Z, and hoping that we land in a middle ground. I will say, though, some of these things are industry specific, and middle ground might not necessarily yeah. be the best place to be. Sometimes if you are in politics or in the military or in certain niche areas, uh, projecting strength or projecting a different or about you is necessary. So I, I land on, it's really important to know who your audience is, what your culture is. And if the way you're apologizing is hurting, is hurting you and is not getting the message across, that's when you really need to rethink the way that you're doing it and become aware of these issues that we discussed, male, female, cultural, uh, generational, and rework your apology in a way that it's effective. 
Something you just said, I would think about where your apology is coming from. Is it coming from a true lack of confidence? Is it coming from a societal lack of confidence, even though you absolutely know what you're doing? And where is that coming from? How are, is it being interpreted by others? And then adjusting from there. A hundred percent. What do you want to accomplish, right? If like know thyself and know your goals. Exactly. Like, what, what do you need to accomplish with this apology? and figure out the right way for that environment that you're in. Absolutely. What a wonderful way to end. And we'll end it with our message for you as we do each week. We wish you to learn a little bit more every day. So thank you, Hilad, for having this awesome conversation with me. Good to see you, Charlene. Take care. Bye. See you next time on Two Minds Today. Like and subscribe.